Hello and welcome to Helpline on Feed, Play, Love with Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue and myself, Siobhan Hunt. Chris is a Mothercraft nurse with over 30 years experience. She knows how to help you navigate some of the more trickier aspects of parenting. And when I say trickier, I mean the things that we all deal with, mostly sleep. Most people have challenges with sleep with their young children, Um, but also behavior, feeding, any kind of thing that you might be struggling with at the moment. Chris is the expert and she's here to answer your questions. So there are a number of ways that you can ask Chris your questions. If you're watching us live via the Facebook um, on Babyology, you can pop your questions below the video or you can direct mail us through Facebook and we will try to get to them today. If you're watching live though, the best way is to put your comment in or you can call us on one 800 543 I'm going to do that every... <laughs> episode. Like I said, I've been saying that phone number for five years and I still get it wrong. I blame parenthood. Anyway, 1-800-543-772 if you'd like to call and speak to Chris Direct. Or if you're listening via the podcast, you can email us at helpline at theparentbrand.com.au. That's helpline at theparentbrand.com.au and we will get to your questions next week. Absolutely. How are you, Chris? I'm very well. Excellent. Well, let's jump straight in with an email from Lauren. She has a 10-week-old boy um, who needs to be held to fall asleep, basically. Um, He'll go down for 30 to 45 minutes. She says, I put him down just before he falls asleep. He wakes screaming bloody murder and can't be settled in the cot. He stops as soon as I pick him up. I put him back down when he is calm and he starts screaming again. It's so extreme that his throat is now hoarse. He's over seven kilograms, so too hard to carry when he sleeps. And I have an almost three-year-old too. Mm -hmm. I should add that he sleeps well overnight till about 4.30 a.m. Then he sleeps lying on me. He also completes his day naps, in my, but in my arms. He feeds at 6 a.m., 10 a.m., 2 p.m., 6 p.m. and midnight. Goes to sleep for an hour and a half after each feed. His afternoon nap tends to be a lot shorter. Yeah. Yep. So how do we... Turn him round. Yeah. Um, I think he's just used to being soothed and going to sleep in arms or on you. So we're going to just flip that pattern around by initiating him going down awake. So what you're doing is getting nice and calm and a typical second baby, if I just get you to sleep, this will be quicker because there's a three-year-old outside doing something. But in this case, we actually have to start putting him down. So changing that routine a little bit and and maybe trying it on days like when your partner might be around to help out with a three-year-old or the days that three-year-old might go to daycare. Start with those days so you can actually give it a bit of time. So taking him into his room sounds about right, about an hour and a half awake and then ready for a sleep. And then wrap him up, calm him down in your arms, shut the blinds. So when you go in the room, have it light and then shut the blinds. So that's a sort of cue for him to say that he's going to be put down now. And then you need to actually put him down awake and relaxed and tuck him in. And then once you've done that, I'd put my hand on him, give him a bit of a gentle rock so that he's nice and calm and then leave the room. But as soon as he cries, go back in. And we now need to start trying to settle him in his bed first. So that might be a couple of minutes of settling him, rocking, patting, stroking, using some of those methods, even using your voice to shush him and calm him. And if that isn't working, you pick up till calm and then you've got to put him back down again. So we're just going to flip the pattern around so that when he wakes up at 
the 45 minutes, he's actually calm in his bed and he doesn't wake up screaming at you to go back to what he knows, which is arms. So I think it's just that point where you need to step back a little bit, take a little bit of a breath and spend a few days to reverse his cues for sleep, which is in arms or on you, and then start putting him down. And I think you'll be amazed at how he can link some of those cycles together. And you just said then for a couple of days, how long should Lauren have a Cons- good crack at this? Oh, three, three to five days. Okay. And that's just to teach him to go down. So then we'll still have to teach him to resettle because babies are unsettled in there, c- connecting the cycles together until they're about four, four and a half months old. So that, that part of it will be around for a little while. But to actually get him to go down, maybe murmur, have a little bit of comfort and walk out of the room and he drops off to sleep, you should see an improvement in three, three to five days. Okay. Good luck, Lauren. This question comes from Melanie. I have two and a half year old twins and for about a month now, twin one has been going into absolute meltdowns when visitors leave or we have to leave other people. Oh. These meltdowns can continue for 30 plus minutes of screaming and thrashing around on the floor inconsolable. He's also become really hard to settle at naps and nighttime he needs a mummy cuddle. Once he's asleep, he'll sleep the full night, but it's taking an hour plus some days to get him off to sleep. Do you think this is a form of separation anxiety? During the day, he's not fussed if I leave the room or leave him with a babysitter, usually grandma. I've been operating on this just being another developmental phase that will sort itself out. Just not sure how long to ride this out or whether I need to put a different approach in place. It's business as usual for twin two. Okay. So the beauty of twins is you can see when one's struggling because the other one's doing perfectly well. But I don't know if it's a separation anxiety as such, as in the condition of a separation anxiety. He probably just needs a warning that things are going to change. So if grandma's going to leave, you might be better off saying, you know, grandma's going to leave in a few minutes. Do you want to give her a hug? So it gives him a warning that something's going to change. Or mummy's going to work now. Grandma's here to look after you. Now, you probably do do that but you probably need to do it much more directed at him and do it earlier so he knows the change is going to happen and and take it really slowly and one of the things if you're leaving and he's getting you know upset about the fact that you're all going to leave grandma's in this case is give him something to hold can you hold this and bring it to the car so it guides him into the next thing that you're going to do and I think if you just take that approach so slow the exits down so don't don't rush him out the door don't go let's get shoes and go out the door because he's not coping with that at the moment. He just needs more warning. And I think you'll probably find that toddlers go through stages like this at different points across their toddlerhood, and it's probably associated a little bit with overtiredness. So he just can't cope as quickly when he's a little bit overtired. So try slowing it down, slowing those transitions from one thing to the next down for him. Explain what's going to happen, and I think you'll find the behaviour will settle down. Excellent. This question comes from Emma. I have an 11-week-old baby girl who I'm having difficulty with day sleeps. She was born at 37 weeks at 2.7 kilograms. She's now a healthy 4.6, so small but healthy. She feeds mainly breast milk but has formula top-ups and has since birth. She was in special care at two weeks of age due to a lot of mucus which interfered with her feeding. She's still a mucusy baby but it become, it's becoming less of an issue as she grows. She has had colic episodes which have started to ease and is also a reflux baby 
non-medicated under the advice of a paediatrician. Sounds like this mum hasn't had much sleep. (laughs) Her sleep routine of a night has progressed well. Currently, she goes down around 9.30, wakes around 5.30 for a feed and straight back to bed, bed by 6 until 8-ish, sometimes longer, sometimes less. I've noticed this second short sleep is very unsettled. Eyes closed, but lots of moving legs and arms around, wiping face, thrashing, groans, etc. I find it very difficult to get her to sleep throughout the day. For a long time, she would only sleep and settle on me. And now she's made progress and will let me settle her in the bassinet. I use the same sleep cues as the night, cuddle to relax, in bed sleepy, but awake in her sleeping bag, cool dim room, white noise, tucked in tightly, shushing and pats. When she's asleep, sometimes I get 10 minutes, other times 40 and I try to resettle. However, she often she demands a short play before getting tired and going down again for a shorter sleep before her next feed. I avoid eye contact and repeat the shushing and patting and don't lift her out unless she try, cries for a cuddle to resettle. So, in summary, the routine ends up being up, tummy time play, feed, chat and relax time, settle, sleep, settle, up, short, <laughs> sleep, feed. Sometimes she won't have the short second short sleep, so only gets about 10 minutes between feeds. Oh. Any advice on how I can help her sleep through it better throughout the day? Mornings are mostly successful, but as the day goes on, it get, becomes harder and harder. And I'm concerned she misses so much sleep in the day. I have your book, yeah, Bringing Baby you. Home by Chris McNobe. Chris McNobe. Chris McNobe. <laughs> yeah, no. So he's your cousin. Um <laughs> Bringing Baby Home, we'll put links to that actually. Other listeners might be interested in the book. Um, I have your book and follow awake time guidelines to help her becoming, to stop her from becoming overtired, which I recognised as an issue in the past. How long should I persevere with resettling to try and link those two sleeps into one longer sleep? Should I also be trying to move her nighttime bedtime to earlier than 9.30? Yes. <laughs> There you go. Okay, so she's 11 weeks old. So the thing we know about 11-week-old babies, they're very alert, very awake, um, and their sleep pattern in the day becomes quite disjointed, which is what you're describing, sort of difficult to go down, difficult with the reconnection between two sleep cycles. I think 9.30 is a bit late because she's not sleeping really well for you in the day. So I'd bring her night pattern back to around that 7 o'clock window to give her more sleep overall. So it's much easier to bring that pattern back first than even to deal with what's going on during the day. So if you look in the book for her age group, how we bring that feed bath feed into the 6 o'clock. Lots of people try that at 9.30 thinking their baby's going to sleep longer, but they're too overtired. So I'm not sure if that's what you're doing, but I'd bring her night back to the 6.30 or 7. The second thing is how much sleep she needs in a day. If you just took it collectively, not how it looks for any particular baby, she needs about four to four and a half hours of sleep in the day. So for her to only have 10 minutes across the three-hour span, we already know she's going to be overtired in the next window. So two short sleeps in one sleep window is better than only one very short sleep and I know and it sounds like you're trying your absolute best to get her to go the one thing I picked up here and this could be just the way it's written is that she's in a sleeping bag because it says here she hits her face with her hand yes Yes, it did so I think she might be in a sleeping bag too early And she's a bit too young, especially if she was a small baby, that reflex, that startle reflex would still be strong at 11 weeks. And this might be what's complicating. So taking a gentle wrap and wrapping her arms just to her body, just to 
decrease the movement within her body trying to go to sleep could help her stay asleep and go to sleep faster. So I would suggest going back for a few days to wrapping her arms to her body and see if that helps in the process of getting her to sleep and also joining the sleep cycles together. So in this warm weather that we're having, I'd wrap her in a muslin and if it was a particularly warm day, then I'd double over another muslin and tuck her in. Um, and if it's a bit cooler, just a light blanket and tuck her in and make her feel snugly again. Because often if they're in a sleeping bag and in a bassinet, their arms are hitting the sides of the bassinet and that's what's waking them. So have a try those few things and see if she can link cycles. And if that doesn't work, give us a call back and we'll, we'll look at some other strategies. Chris Minogue and Helpline on Feed, Play, Love will be back answering more questions right after this. Now, back to your questions with Helpline and Chris Minogue. This question is another from another Emma, but this is for, uh, she has a two and a half year old and she wants some tips on helping them wean from breastfeeding. Um, it's two and a half year old son, 29 months. Yeah. He has two feeds a day before daytime nap and before bed. Yeah. I know they're purely for com- comfort and as a way to wind down. However, he also occasionally asks for booby some mornings or if he has a fall and wants the reassurance. While I can sometimes distract him in these instances, I know that I'll have a fight on my hands if I put him down for a nap or at bedtime without a breastfeed. We're cr- currently trying for baby number two and I've heard that your milk changes when you become pregnant and the older child often weans themselves when this happens. Is this likely, as this has been my plan on how to weed my, wean my son all along? Do I just put him to bed without the breastfeed and implement techniques as I would for sleep training when he cries for the boob? He has an excellent appetite and a well-rounded diet. He also drinks plenty of water throughout the day. So his request for feeds aren't a hunger or thirst issue. Also just wanted to ask Chris's opinion on our sleep schedule for my son's bedtime would be considered quite late for his age. My son goes to bed at 8.30, asleep by 8.45, 9pm and wakes at 9am. He's a fantastic sleeper and we rarely need to attend to him overnight. Daytime nap is 1.30 till 3.30. Are there any downsides to him falling asleep at 9? I know most children this age are usually in bed by 7.30 but the 9 uh, to 9 schedule suits our family better. No, I think the 9 to 9.30 schedule suits because he is getting the right amount of sleep. It's just that your clock's tipped that way and other people's clocks are tipped 7 to 7.30. So if that's working for your family, you go go for it if you can get him to do that. And it'll be very easy to pull it around. You'll just be pulling him back by half an hour and the clock will move back to where you might need to if you had to do like a preschool drop-off where you might have had to get up earlier. So I think your timing is absolutely fine and you, and you realise that the having some boob before he goes to bed is just a nice comforting thing. So the two things you need to look at in weaning that is one, is it interfering with your ability to get pregnant? Because if you're doing two breastfeeds, you may not be able to fall pregnant. Um, so that's one part. And you'll know because if you haven't had a period, then your, your supply is high enough, then you might have to wean to actually fall pregnant with the next one. 
The second one, even if you're four pregnant, some very clever children go, well, I quite like the taste of the new milk, so I'll have that as well. <laughs> the really good thing is you'll have a great supply for your second baby. So there's some positives in that. But if you are ready to wean him, then we need to probably just gently wean him. And I think the hard thing about a two and a half year old, as you know, is you can't do a little bit. You have to go all the way because they'll just rein you back in again. So I think what I would do if you're both ready to actually wean is to go away for a weekend and leave him with your partner because then there are no boobs. <laughs> and it might be a little bit of struggle. He might have to do lots of comfort to get him to go down to sleep. But it would be the start of giving him the message that we're not going to have any more mummy milk and then you need to talk to him. He is two and a half. So you need to say, you know, I'm ready now for us not to have this this booby milk, I think you call it. And and explain it to him that we're not we're not gonna have that anymore. And mummy can hold your hand, I can read a story, we can cuddle more to give him those cues to go to sleep. You may have to be very strong, though. You'll have to wear, um, if he gets really bad at it, you'll have to put on um, a turtleneck so he can't actually physically get to you. Sometimes they just crawl up underneath a T-shirt and find you. Um, so I think you really need to give it some thought and be very consistent in what you're going to do with him. Um, but I wouldn't take away the fact that I would have a weekend away and leave him with your partner to start the process. But I would tell him what you're doing. So I'd say, mummy's going away for a few days. When she comes back, we're not going to have booby milk. You know, you could even go, I've bought you a stuffed teddy, you know, as a, as a transitional toy. But I don't think that'll work. Um, but I think you just need to be very clear about what it is that you want to do. And you need to stick with it because he is two and a half and he will wear you down. And when we talk about babies and sticking with it, I know yeah. it's different when they're younger. Do you have a sense in your mind how long you would try this out with a two and a half year old or do you just have to go? You just, you just have to make the go decision and go, and, go. and go. Right. Because it's not fair to him to, so with a to younger, actually it's easier with a younger baby because mm -hmm. you can change your mind. You know, you can say, okay, this doesn't work. We'll try again in three months time because the need for feeding is still great. But as a two and a half year old, you, you, you know yourself, if, if you said to a two and a half year old, we might do... <laughs> They assume might is we are. Yeah. So I think with a two and a half year old, you have to make the decision and follow you have through. to be kind with him and you just have to follow through, but you're going to need to give him lots of comfort. Yeah. And I can speak hand on heart as a parent who's terrible at follow through. <laughs> the sooner you can get that down pat, the better your life will be for everyone and the children. Yeah. Yeah. My youngest, my youngest is five now, about to turn six and I still have no follow through. Anyway, enough of my parenting phase. Uh, we have a question from Grace, who is yep. on Facebook Live now. Hi, Grace. Hi, Grace. She says, hi, guys. How long should my six-month-old be awake between sleeps? We're still doing one and a half hours. It is such a huge fight to get my baby to sleep, especially during the day. She's still waking during the night and will take a full feed when she wakes. I can't figure out if she's overtired, hungry, or both. Also, would love some advice on transitioning from a snug swaddle to arms out into a cot where she isn't tucked in tightly. Okay, so I think um, to your first question, Grace, is you need to grade her into being awake for two hours. And I think that some of the behaviours you're seeing will fix themselves just by 
being awake a little bit longer. So for the next few days, you might keep her awake for 10 minutes longer, then 15, 20, and then get her into the two hours, unless you felt that she was coping well enough to just jump into the two-hour windows. But I do that for a for a few days before I would change anything else and see what settles, what's working, what didn't work before I then thought about does she need more help in trying to get back to sleep. Once you've got the two hours down pat then we're going to do a slow transition out of her um, swaddle and into arms free. So the next step once you've got your two hour windows going is I would transfer her from the bassinet to the cot still swaddled and tuck her in with a sheet. So she's got a similar um, cue signs, but she's in the cot instead of in the bassinet. Do that for about a week. And then I would release one arm. So I'd get one arm out. Takes them about three or four days to get used to one flapping arm. And then take a deep breath, hopefully across the weekend, and take both arms out. It does take them longer to go back to sleep. You're going to need to go in and give her a bit more comfort, like patting her on a shoulder or patting her on a thigh to get her to calm down because they've got to get used to the movement of their arms. Now, if it gets really bad and it didn't work at all, go back to taking the swaddle off, get a simple muslin wrap, fold it in half, lay her on it and just wrap her arms lightly so she's got the feeling that something's around her and in her sleep her arms will just naturally come up and she'll get used to them moving around her from her sleep. So some children need that extra step in transitioning them through to their arms free. And we also have another question from Facebook Live from Jenna. She says, what should the routine, wake time, nap time, bedtime look like for a two-year-old that still naps during the day? Um, Depending on what time they wake, but let's say we take the average of about 6.30, then I would be putting my two-year-old, two-year-old down at 12.30 and getting them up at 2 and then putting them down at 7.30. So from when they wake up to when they go down to bed is five and a half hours. So if that's too much sleep, as in that they're finding it difficult to go to sleep at night, you decrease that one and a half hours down to one hour. So you could put them down at one, get them up at two, and put them down at 7.30. And that should hold till they're about two and a half to three, somewhere in that window. Okay, we have a question from Liz on the email. She says, my 10-month-old has only just started to sleep through the night after I decided to night wean her. She slowly stretched from 4 to 5 a.m., but she can't get much further than that. So I have found we've been starting the day from around 5.15, 5.30 a.m. Even if I did feed her at this time, she won't go back to sleep for any longer. Currently, currently she naps from 9.15 till 10.30-ish. It's a stretch to get her here as she wakes so early. And about 1.30 till 3.30 with bedtime at 7. I've tried a bridging nap at 7 a.m., but she won't sleep. We try and resettle at 5 a.m., but it's like she's got so much energy from her 10 hours of sleep that she is able to protest pretty well despite padding etc i've also just left her in the cot until 6am hoping she takes the hint but it's been weeks and she's still waking in the fives please help eats well and is breastfed on demand but approximately three to four times a day and is on the 75th percentile for height and weight so i wouldn't imagine she's actually hungry no i wouldn't imagine that either But I think at five o'clock, I think if we talk to mums generally at this time of the year, the reason that you hit that five and 5.30 is the birds are making a lot of noise and it's quite light 
in that more the 5.30 to 6 o'clock window. So it could be external factors that are uh, why they wake up. And even if it's pitch black, they can hear one cockatoo down the road and away they go and they're awake. If she's awake, calm and quiet and talking to herself and chatting to her toes, I would just leave her until the point of her crying and crying for a few minutes. And then over the weekend, I'd send dad in and see if he can settle her or your partner in and see if they can settle her. Um, Because sometimes I think when they see the main caregiver mum, they just know it's up time and and it becomes harder. So I would keep on at basically leaving her and seeing if over the next month or so it just grades itself back out to the six six o'clock window because everything sounds right. I know you've got to push to 9.15 to try and keep the day on on track and if she's coping with that that's okay um, but I think this is you've got to wait for the time to happen and keep giving her the same message of just saying okay we're staying in our bed we're staying in our bed until the point where she's decided you're not and then get her up from there. Okay, good luck, Liz. This comes from Monica on Facebook Live now. My son is almost 12 months old and have been following Chris's recommended daily routine since three months old. Wakes up between 5.30, 6.30 and down by 6.30, 7.30. Gets two naps, three solids, one snack with three bottle feeds and normally sleeps through the night. His naps are generally around one to one and a half hours, although I push for longer for his second nap, though often not successful. Any recommendations to push his second nap to last for two hours or should I not worry since he sleeps through at night time? That's from Monica. Um, I'm not too worried because by 14 months he would move to one sleep in the day and he's sleeping well. I think if it was under an hour and a half I would do resettling because I don't think he would cope generally if you had only had an hour of sleep in the afternoon. So if it's under one and a half hours, I would definitely do some resettling, you know, leaving him, going in, laying him down, giving him a pat, walk out, leave him, repeat on the repeat cycle. Because I think this will sort itself out into one nice sleep in the middle of the day when he gets to about 14 months. So I'd sort of hold on there and see how he goes. He's going to be a little bit overtired because, he, again, he wakes early in the morning. But, yeah, I think I would try and at least get the hour and a half. But in eight weeks' time, we're going to move it all to one sleep anyway. And that'll fix the early wake-ups and it'll fix the length of the time of the sleep. There's a beauty in having a child under one. It all changes. It all changes every other day. (laughs) All the time. We probably have time for one more question. This is an email from Alana. My son is 18 months old and up until now has been a unicorn sleeper. He would be put in his cot and roll himself over to go to sleep. He still does this for day naps, sometimes one, sometimes two, depending on the time he gets up. Even asking for bed some days by walking over and insisting on his sleeping bag. Alana, it is. He's a unicorn. I'm glad you recognize that. Uh, But the past week, he has been truly terrible at bedtime. He doesn't scream or throw a tantrum. It's a sad, sobbing cry, like he's in real pain. And it lasts 45 minutes, even if we go to comfort him to sleep. For a kid who who never cried at bedtime, it's heart-wrenching to listen to. Not so funnily enough, this has coincided (laughs) with the arrival home of his baby brother. 
<laughs> after a five-night stint at his grandma's oh, and then nanny's houses. There you go. Am I correct in thinking this is a reaction to either baby, who he seems to love, or to the extended period away from mum and dad? Or is something else, like an 18-month regression, happening here? Obviously, with a 12-day-old, I'm exhausted. But if he needs to be comforted, I'll be there. Just wondering how long I can expect this to last. This is Alana. Oh, Alana, I think it was the grandparents they've had go back and literally ask them how did they get him to sleep at night and you might have found there might have been a little bit of cuddling going on because you know he's cute and a little bit of padding that he may not have been getting before um i don't think it's about the baby he's 18 months old i don't think he has that much cognitive development and he gets your time and attention in the day and it's not disturbing his day sleeps the only other thing is I would only have him on one sleep in the day. So I'd be really consistent with his day sleep to see if that made a difference with his night. So at 18 months, I'd probably put him down around 12.30. Hopefully he'd sleep to about 2, 2.30 and then put him down at 5.30. And by regulating his day, it might make everything much more predictable for him. Because if he's having two sleeps in the day and you go to put him down at 7, 7.30, he may not be tired enough and that crying might be just saying to you, I'm not ready for bed yet. So let's regulate his day sleep. Um, find out from the grandparents exactly what happened. He has been away from you for five days and went to their place. So normally when we have um, a new baby come, we keep him at your place and people come to his place because he's already getting used to you being away from him. So there might be a little bit of that, but he sounds happy enough in the day. So I think he's regulated by you being around, even if you are a little bit tired. I think this is a timing thing. So can you just, sorry, just again, what times are you thinking she puts him down at? 12.30 mm-hmm. to 2.00, 2.30 and 7.30 at night. Okay, brilliant. Okay. All right, well, Alana, good luck. It's a tough thing when they're so little, yeah. both of them. It's I reckon that was the hardest two bubbers, time. Two yeah. bubbers together. Very small. And mine were at two and a half, my oldest, when she, when Arlo came along, and I still found that really difficult. So Ooh, She could talk. Good luck. <laughs> All <laughs> right. tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. An 18-month-old can't do that. So good luck, Alana. And thank you, everyone, for your questions um, today. If you were watching us live via Facebook. That's all we have time for. And uh, Chris, thank you so much for all your help. If you want to ask any questions for next week, please remember to email us at helpline at theparentbrand.com.au. This has been Helpline on Feed, Play, Love, hosted by me, Siobhan Hunt. If you want to ask Chris your questions for the next episode, you can email them to us directly. The email is helpline at theparentbrand.com.au. Thanks for all your questions. See you next week.